0: These guys are going to be so angry at me. Gregoire and Dan Beeson are smart enough to know better. I... I... I'm just... Too angry! (laughs) They know how to play us. Our listeners know how to play us. They use the helium that the world needs just to start our podcast and therefore we can't get too angry about it because we're crapping on our listeners. And by the way, could you stop sending me feathers in the mail? I know that dinosaurs are feathered. (laughs) You don't need to send me feathers. (laughs) He just doesn't like it, and you're not helping it. You're not going to help it at all. Welcome to episode 53 of Smart Enough to Know Better, an angry podcast of science comedy and ignorance. I'm Dan Beeston. And I am Gregoire. <laughs> I don't know I said you that. am. I am. I am Gregoire. I am Gregoire. Oh yeah, Do numbers. the number. Yeah, Do the number. 53. Oh yeah, it's episode 53. It is episode, I think I said that. You have now. Episode 53 of the podcast. 53 is a prime number. <laughs> Woo! We reach the next prime, yeah. Prime, excellent, prime, prime, prime and hopefully prime, we'll match prime, it prime, with a prime, prime podcast. Prime, 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 and it's also a self-prime, which is the other interesting thing. A self-number is a number that cannot be created by a number and the addition of its integers. So in this case, it's a self-number and it's a self-prime because it's a prime already. For example, yeah, twenty-one. 21. 21. You can make up 21 by adding the number 15 to the integers of 15, which is 15 15 plus 1 plus 1 plus plus 5 plus 3. What? What? No, no. 15. Yeah. 15 plus 1 is 16. Plus 5. Twenty one. Twenty one. Oh, 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 I see. The yes. numbers in it. Yes, the numbers in it. Not the division. Okay, no, 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 not no, no, the factors. No, no, not the factors. <laughs> one of which is three. Yes. Shut uh, the fuck up. I see what you're saying now. Right, got it. Okay, so you're fifteen, 15 plus one plus five, and that gives you twenty one. So twenty one is not a self number. There is no number that you can add to its own integers to make fifty three. So you can't say twenty one. So twenty one is twenty one plus two plus one. No, it doesn't equal fifty three. Uh, how about huh? forty seven? Ha, forty seven plus four. That's fifty one. Plus seven ah damn it's fifty eight. Ah right. There's no well, number, clever. there's no integer and with which can you add so that's, so it's a self number. You're oh. welcome, let's <laughs> ship. How is this used in maths? I don't know. I'm not a mathematician. I bet it's really clever though. I bet there's some really clever, sexy use of self numbers. Screensavers. Sure. Maybe. Why not? I planted some mushrooms. Oh can we can we say this? And we let it can we you know? Yeah, the like button mushrooms, oh, button. not uh, golden tops oh, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's the, fine. That's fine. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. That's good. You sure? Mushrooms that just bring on a, a wealth of chemically induced delights via the, the? Uh, metabolism oh. of protein. Oh, that's okay. The few thank you production of serotonin, oh. not through a chemical adjustment in your perception. <laughs> And you going to kill someone? Is it, is it like a Breaking Bad episode now? Are you going to like... Spoilers! Spoilers! Well, I'm just saying, not that this didn't happen in Breaking I'm Bad. I'm putting my hands over my ears. There are <laughs> headphones in the way, magnifying everything so you like, say. So like poisonous mushrooms that can kill people or something. That sounds like a Walter White sort of thing to do. Do you magnify noise? Do you magnify noise? You magnify Light. No, it, you can but, focus the light to a certain. You, you focus can focus light. noise as well. Yes, but 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 is the word magnification amplification amplification? Yes. So, so that's at yes. So yes, I suppose. But you, I suppose you can magnify. You make a noise. Yeah, mag- you magnify something with a magnifying glass. You can't magnify, <sighs> hmm. but you amplify noise. You magnify. It's, but you can do the same thing if you get a big parabolic dish. And you measure the dish so it all, all the sound waves hit it and then bounce maybe 30 metres away. You go someone stand at that point and you go, hello, hello, and they can hear you 30 ah. metres away. So the, all the sound waves, it does work. It's, and you can do that in St Paul's Cathedral in London. You can go sit up in the dome up there and whisper on one side and you can actually hear the sa- whisper across the other side. Wow. Uh, and funny. there's this, the wave, is it this, the, the natural wave rock in Western Australia, he says? Think, mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's also the same thing. You can whisper and the natural erosion has made it so you whisper it can be heard many meters away oh, that 's pretty clever and i 've seen it at parks telescope at the, at in parks in australia there is there one of those dishes there 's two dishes and you stand there, and you can actually listen to someone talking to you many meters away, like like i 'm talking thirty forty meters away. you can see them talking it's very weird so yeah. that's that 's magnification isn 't it i don't know right into I, the walk of right, shame yeah, yeah, yeah. tell us how wrong we are yeah, yeah we uh, the walk <laughs> of shame is. Plenty full this episode, Excellent. But let's get a nice early start on next episode. I want to point out something that's very, very, very important scientifically. Not something I've done scientifically, but something that the humanity should be excited about. Yep. Hopefully people now know that it's been decided by scientific consensus that Voyager 1 has now broken out of the solar system. It's free! I, I don't feel very comfortable with that. Why not? I would like to talk to our Far flung objects expert, Uh Dr. Michelle Bannister. Yes. Because I reckon that she might have a counterpoint on this. uh, Because there's a lot of stuff that exists uh, relative to our son, Chad. Yes. That. (laughs) Is outside the heliopause. Yes, but that's outside the heliopause. That's considered the outskirts of the solar system. The ore cloud but, is but way why, outside. Why it. is it the outside of the solar Just because that's where the sun's particles The solar stop? system. The system that the, 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 where the sun, sun directly, af- directly, affects, directly affects with including its particles. The or- no, no, it doesn't. It, it doesn't. it affects it with its gravity. No, no, but... No, the, it's orbiting it's around... It's talking about the particles. It's, it's the def- don't Let's not start with the heliopause again. Let's not dredge us up. It's three years dead. Let's leave it there. Okay. But it's considered the point where the solar well, system, the sun's effects end. Uh, well, the particle effects end. I will be very interested to see what Michelle Bannister well, has to say well, about it. Well, if we ever get it back, maybe she'll be too worried to come back now. Yeah, because she's, <laughs> she's going to disappoint one of us. <laughs> she's, very, she's terrified of that. That's what she, all she worries about. Look, at, at the moment... Though, let's just get back to the like, thing. It's been over nearly a year. I've been hearing off and on the Voyager one is in the solar system. It's outside the solar system. It's in again. It's halfway through. It's picking up some lunch. It, it, it knocked down to the well, shop. Well, it's a fluctuating and also, bubble, well, isn't it? And, and, yeah, a- a, and also, we don't know where... We, we kept finding things. We go, oh, the heliopause, heliosheath, what the hell is this part? We don't because we we never we didn't know we we modeled it, but we didn't actually know mm. for at least the last year. It's been is it in? Is it out? But this is the consensus now, scientific consensus. It is now outside the range of the sun's influence, or its particles' influence. It's left on the twentieth of the, August. That's, that's exciting. I think it's really exciting. This is really important. This is as important as man landing on the moon. This is super important. Is it? Yes, because it's the first time a human object, human-made object, has left. The solar system—the definition we give of the solar system at this point—that's important. That it's never been done before; it's a first. Now, it's not the first human being, but Sputnik was considered quite important. Who was the first human being who left the solar system? Well, I don't. i, don't, I don't lots of conspiracy theorists going. It was my brother Earl. <laughs> it was powered by anal probes. <laughs> anyway, it's really <laughs> methane gas is the driving force <laughs> that's of a, alien it, vessels. That's right. It's human screams. It's, <laughs> Monsters, Monsters uh, Inc. was actually a warning. <laughs> uh, but I think it's really important. So people aren't going to remember this, but it's, it took 36 years. So if you're a listener and you're 36 years old, you are as old as Voyager 1. And that's I think it's, it's pretty cool. I think we should remember 2013 was the year human beings first sent an object into stellar space. It's not yeah. there. Between the stars, interstellar space. And that's to that's It's going gonna- to clip on for another 40,000 years before it gets anywhere near the influence of another oh, star, isn't it, it? It, it? If it was going in the right direction, which it isn't, so it's not going towards Alpha Centauri. So it's, it's no, not... no, no, but it's going to get to another star in about 40,000 oh, years. Oh, is it really? Okay, that seems pretty small to me. 40,000 seems like a very small amount of time. Yeah, that's what I thought too, yes. but that's what they said no, in the article yes. I read. There you go. So I... They said that. They said that. We must believe them. The really important thing to remember of this device is it was sent in 1977, so the technology on it is just laughable. I mean, it's a joke. If you took your standard Mm. smartphone and you put Mm. it on the moon, the signal from that would swamp, swamp the, the Voyager 1 signal. You could detect your iPhone, or whatever phone, uh, ringing on the moon, or the signal it put out, much more easily. I mean, a thousand times more easy on the moon. It would be blindingly bright compared to the tiny little ee, ee, ee signal from the Voyager. Mm. It's so, so weak. 23 watts, yeah. I think. 23 watt transmitter, there you go. It's the, run by an Irishman on a bicycle. That's why he's been holding his breath. It's, it's the equivalent of a refrigerator light bulb. There's a refrigerated light bulb at the edge of space and we can still see the the radiation it's giving off. Wow. Humans are awesome! That's what I have to say. (laughs) Well, light bulbs are awesome. Light bulbs are awesome. And and we've got till... don't worry, Humans. We've got till 2025 before that light bulb pretty much runs out, before there's no more energy from the little nuclear reactor that's on us. Uh, Not nuclear reactor, the heat, nuclear heat exchange thing that's on it. So we're still going to learn things from it. We'll still get distances. But one day in 2025, it'll (coughs) go... very very quietly I've heard that before it will go gentle into the good night no these things always keep running they run forever no it's a, no well we know how long the power source lasts for so oh it's not it's not gonna it's not just gonna well I mean, it could break down before then but it's I mean and now it's not gonna run should we just thing. plug it in for a bit longer well yeah that's it right. we'll just um plug it in a bit um longer <laughs> I've just read a really interesting article that says that someone who swears moderately more than the average was actually more likely to be smarter. Bullshit. Mm. Bit of sad news for me. Oh. A couple of months you ago. you the podcast? No. Oh. No, no. Sad news for, for me. Right. Not for you. Oh. The... <laughs> So I had a beloved great aunt pass away. Oh, serious? Oh, I now I feel bad at my no, I joke. I know. I oh. know. All of your whimsy oh. and, uh, and, and, and 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 foolishness. She passed away oh. from Olders. old people's disease. Yeah. And, and so we had to clean out her apartment. Mm. And so it was good. I got some cutlery and a sandwich press and a, a plus three broadsword. <laughs> so that was good loot. I leveled up that day as well. <laughs> That was... <laughs> wow, I'm so glad we're taking it seriously. Your granddaughter's death, yeah, she was great. <laughs> um, she taught me how to make tea properly. Oh. Uh, yeah, uh, which is something I t- treasure you to do. this day. You are a tea maniac. I it's... must admit, you uh, you have a mania for tea. It's, yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. It's well, know, everyone's got tea mania. You like it, useful things like science. I like tea. God get you talking about space. I don't know. Let me tell you about space. Let me tell you about a teapot I understand is orbiting in space. <laughs> On the other side of the sun. Yeah. We could never be certain that it's there or not. But it's fun. It's fun to imagine. <laughs> oh, yes. So, but the cutlery. Mm. The cutlery is silver. It's proper silverware. Silver. <gasps> proper you silver. You stab werewolves. Yes. Oh, nice. Or butter them. You could butter a werewolf for yeah. the inch of his life. I could serve a werewolf poisonous ice cream. <laughs> Right, a werewolf sits down, got yeah. banged for my heart and organs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sit down with some ice cream. It's like, well, once I'm finished with this, puts You're... a spoon in his mouth. Ah, oh! oh, I vaguely burnt my tongue. And I vaguely burnt his tongue. Inhales and in, in, and go. Oh! And the spoon goes down the esophagus oh. and into the heart. Right, that's how anatomy... That, yeah. that's werewolf anatomy. That's werewolf anatomy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you prove me wrong, us wrong, no right. We think the werewolf's heart, this mystical beast's heart, is somewhere in its esophagus. Be- it's between the throat and the stomach. <laughs> that's, right. that's why it's so angry. And why it very rarely eats silver. So anyway, silver... Yes. Yes, dead art, silver, silver spoons. So I'm like, brilliant, mm. get rid of all this crappy grey metal. It tarnishes. Well, I put it in the dishwasher oh. and it came out and it looked like it had been through a fire. <laughs> you have to be very careful with real silver, yes. Yeah. It's very chemically reactive. Very chemically reactive. So can you clean it or is it done? I can clean it. Well, Nice. And I Welcome to the new segment of Dan sells cleaning products. Oh, oh, cleaning products. Oh, I could, I could just dash out and get some Silvo. By yes. the way, the Silvo people, I could actually use some more of that. But <laughs> or, this is not smarter, I'm Not allowed to do this. Okay? Or I could use science to we clean can. the spoon. Woo! Science use electrochemical processes. Oh, goodness me! So I got my tarnished up silverware. Yep. I got a bowl. I put aluminium foil down the bottom of this bowl. Yes. Got boiling water and bicarb soda. Yes, good. Mixed it up together. Uh huh. And I poured it in over the silverware. Yep. Now, the tarnish is silver sulphide. Is it sulphide? Is it? Sulphide. Oh, okay. Now, what happens is the, I think it oxygen. It, oxide, is ox, a the, oxygenates, no, it oxidizes, oxidizes, yes, and it forms a crust of silver sulfite. It's right. just on the surface, yep. it doesn't, so it's like rust, but on silver, yes, except rust continues to penetrate the metal, right? A tarnish just sits on the top three layers, sure, and it actually stops. Same thing happens with aluminium, too. Aluminium, you have to, you have to, you get a, you get a, an aluminium oxide when, when you have to, anyway, yes, you get this is layer. true, you get a protective layer, you do, and. The sulfides are more attracted to aluminium than they are to the silver. So, because I've got aluminium foil down the bottom of and my you have tray, you sodium bicarbonate. That's what that's what bicarb soda is. Yep. Sodium bicarbonate. Yep. yep. Okay. The sulfides chemically react and move off the silver so and onto the aluminium, forming aluminium sulfides. Yes. Yes. Or okay. well, I mean, aluminium sulfate maybe. Mm. And so I did this mm. about an hour before you got here. Yes. And I haven't looked. Let's go look. Okay. <laughs> Quick quick the holes are clean. <laughs> Science has failed me again. I'm getting a ghost in to clean them. <laughs> <laughs> have worked it, it sort of kind of worked. they're still a fucking mess they are but but when when i touched them with my finger it came off on my hand like the the stuff came off it just wasn't quite strong enough I think. yeah a stronger maybe you need a stronger mixture of bicarb soda there was soda another that recipe gun, that had a bit of salt in there oh, okay salt that'd be good because the salt it's you can get electrolysis going on then maybe too oh okay So you maybe get some maybe that's what you need maybe you can put a battery in there <laughs> And and some wires and get electricity. Yeah, maybe not, but no, I'll give it a go. <laughs> look it up online first. I think it partially worked. It just wasn't strong enough concentrations. Ah, oh, radio. So give it. A, just put a, like tons and tons and tons of bicarb soda. Yeah, right. Or just use the products that people have been designing for years and years to clean these sort of things. This segment brought to you by Silvo. <laughs> we wish. No, it's we not. are above corporate madness. We are not above corporate madness. <laughs> <laughs> And if the people from VW have uh, had a think about giving me a Golf, right? Then uh, just get onto that. <laughs> Stop dragging your heels. Higgs Boson. He didn't even nosin. <laughs> See, I'm not. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. No. yeah. Oh, hang yeah. on, hang on. What's up? What's wrong? No, nothing.
1: The, no, s- no, no, the no. sight
0: just got hurt. What? No, no. It, but, the, the site that Smart Enough No Better is hosted on just got hurt. Yeah, that's that's not. Why are you so calm? No, no. Sorry, no. Uh, it, uh, sorry, it it got promoted by John Hurt, the new Doctor Who. <gasps> oh, right. So we've got an influx of traffic. Oh, so but the, but the site's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we can we can handle the traffic from John Hurt. Oh, thank good. Oh, that's fine. But it, hang on. well, back to the joke. See, see Higgs boson, you see, because mm-hmm. it's not yeah. it's not a particle. Oh, hang on. Site's getting hammered. What? No, no, no. John Hurt's not that popular, but it looks like Army Hammer. Who? He plays the Lone Ranger in the new Lone Ranger oh, film. Oh, Army Hammer. Right, yeah. yes. What, what? So our site's getting hammered. <gasps> so uh, well, it's, a, it's a decent server. It should be able to hold up under the strain of that. Oh, okay. thank some yeah, goodness. That's soon. fine. That's, right. oh, that's fine. But you don't seem to be laughing at my joke because I don't think you understand. I don't think you get the sign okay. Continue. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So the Higgs boson, you see. Oh, it, shit. What, what? What's going on? The site just got fried. When you look up in the sky at night, Dan. Oh I don't do that. When (laughs) what what No dinosaurs up there, Greg. What do you think? What do you think of when you see look into the sky? What are the words that comes to mind? Um cold. Cold. Twinkly Twinkly Vector of Death Balls. The vector of death balls. Yeah. I don't even know what that means, but. Yeah. That. There's also oddly enough a nightclub I go to occasionally. Oh, that's, The that's, death balls. That's, wow. That's interesting. Um, no, no, but sometimes death balls come from space. You yes. look up, that's where the oh, death balls come right, from. I understand now, yes. Yeah. Right. What do you do with nightclubs? Nothing. Good. Yeah, except that it, other than that, they'd be wiped out along with everyone else. Yes. When the death balls come down on top of us. And that's what you think about when you look into space. I, do, I Getting killed, I, in a, killed in a nightclub by death balls. I, I, I fret. You fret. I have very specific You know what I think about anxieties. when I look into space? You know the word that comes to mind or the, the idea that comes to mind? What is the idea that comes to mind? How fat, how fat, how overweight all of space and time is. What? Uh, what? Yes. I'm calling the universe out. I'm saying the universe is just a big fatty boomer. Yes. Really? Oh, yes. (laughs) Last I heard, the universe was quite flat. Well, well, maybe. It was quite flat and uh, maybe just a couple of abs, (laughs) but mostly flat. (laughs) Well, unfortunately. It has a nice flat tummy. It seems. No saddlebags. Well. No horse stirrup whatever it is. <laughs> well, they've been saying for a while that, that the universe is expanding. Yes. Like, and and, and it's, it's, it's always been expanding. And that's the whole idea that, that there was a big bang. It, it's just big boned. It's big boned. But no, no. A theoretical physicist at the University of Heidelberg in Germany, Christoph Witterich, he has a theory that the universe is not expanding at all. There is no expansion of the universe. Ah, uh, we're just getting smaller. No, no, no. <laughs> I think the audience is going to be confused enough without you helping them along at this point. Okay. So the... The universe is... people. Science at the moment, the consensus on science is that the universe is expanding. Yeah, blue shifts and red shifts. Ah, very good. That's how we know. Because we look at the light from stars a long way away, and the further they are away, the more red shift the light seems to be, because it seems to be accelerating away from us. Things that are closer are are not as red shift. Things racing towards us, like the Andromeda Galaxy, is blue shift light because it's coming in towards us because we're gravitationally attracted. But things that are very, very far away... They're racing away, and the further they are away, the faster they're going. So it looks like everything in the universe is racing away from every other thing in the universe. It's all racing apart. Hmm. Like the yellow lantern. Like, let's not go there and again. And then the orange lantern. That'd really upset people. Let's not go there. Don't confuse the audience. They're okay. probably already confused. So this they guy, started confused. This, 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 <laughs> I'm good. helping. Yeah, good, good. The, uh, that's what I thought you were doing. So this, this <laughs> physicist, this theoretical <laughs> physicist, no, he has a new theory. His all theory right. is the universe... Is not expanding at all. Oh, the universe is just getting more massive. Every massive particle in the universe over time is gaining more mass. Oh, so it, and he's you know, not saying it's clumping more mass together. He's just saying a proton, which weighs a, a one proton's mass, in a year's time will be one point one protons mass. Let's say ah. the entire universe is exp- is is becoming more massive. It's putting on weight. And why he says this is because if you look into the universe a long way way away, you're actually looking back in time. It takes time for the light to get here. So if you look at something that's 11 million light years away, it took 11 million years for the light to get to us. So you're looking back in time. Those things which are a long way away seem to be be, red-shifted. They look like they're running off, but maybe they're sitting still, but the light we're getting from them is actually light from a less massive particle. It was a less massive thing, and therefore it looks more redshifted to us. Because the speed of light is finite, when we look at distant galaxies, we are looking backwards in time, seeing them as they would have been when they emitted the light that we observe. If all masses were once lower and had been constantly increasing, the colours of old galaxies would look redshifted in comparison to current frequencies, and the amount of redshift would be proportionate to the distance to the Earth. Thus the redshift would make galaxies seem to be receding, even if they were not. In that case... Yes. Yes. If the mass is increasing, Mm -hmm. wouldn't the gravitational pull be increasing between everything? But everything, everything, there you go. So it says here, it's a plausible concept, but it can't be tested because mass is what's known as a dimensional quantity and can be measured only relative to something else. For instance, every mass on Earth is ultimately determined relative to a kilogram standard that sits in the vaults on the outskirts of Paris in the International Bureau of Weights. So if everything has been growing proportionally over time there would be no way to work out that ah, everything being in- so the so the gravitational effect on mass would be increasing at the same speed Everything as mass. Everything would be increasing is proportionally, increasing. yes. So we would we would not be able to see this happening, supposedly. I know, I, I'm, I'm guessing there's going to be a physicist out there or an astrophysicist going, what a load of poppycock, and I'd love to hear why. Remember, yeah, these, t- send it. These like, are not my, not my words. These are just a, a really clever idea. So it's not testable. Now, this, to me, puts it into the area of string theory, which is totally untestable, and therefore, nice try, not actually a theory. Uh, or It's not even a hypothesis. No, probably. but it's, so it's still... Just- it's good that people are thinking well, about it. it is, sort no, of don't stuff. get me wrong. I that, that this is what science is yeah, of is, course. is the is the cutting edge, the edge of our knowledge yes. and going, what if this? Yes. And you go, well, I mean that's untestable, but we at have the moment. to we have to think of that idea. Yes. And then realize that it's untestable at the moment. And then, maybe, if we're lucky, we'll figure out a way to test it. Exactly Because right. we're thinking about it. Yes. So, string so we th- are not making fun of this guy for coming up with no, something. No, no, no. I'm, I'm crazy and stupid. <laughs> <laughs> we think he's brilliant because of it. Exactly right. We, all, it's these things. Once things have been tested, that becomes real science. At the moment, it's just a, an exciting concept. You wouldn't even call it. I suppose it's That's a, real hi- science? It's a hypothesis, but yeah. it's, it's not a testable hypothesis. Same as string theory. Not a testable hypothesis at this stage. No. So we have to back away and nod and be light to it. Anyway, there you go. So maybe the universe isn't running away from you gentle listener. Maybe it's just lonely for you and is putting on some extra weight because it's sad. Welcome back to the third installment of our ongoing documentary, 111 Up. In the first installment, our guest had high hopes of working in the automotive industries. In the second installment, 1110 Up, He'd managed to achieve his dream of working in the automotive industry. Now, in installment 10101 up, we'll find out whether maybe his course has taken an entirely different track. So what tack has your life taken after all these years? What do you do for a living? I assemble automobiles. Oh, wonderful. So you're still living the dream then? I assemble automobiles. You must be quite anxious this far into your lifespan with obsolescence hanging over your head. You you must really feel it that at any point you could meet your maker. Hello! Hello. Science. It leads to godless people who do the wrong thing. They flaunt moral laws. They go against the natural order. They kill their own mother if they would. Just find a way to to get away with it yes, Have you started again? I'm, I'm having sex with the tailpipe of a car. <laughs> Sorry, what you heard me okay. Uh, I'm not sure I'm on board with that. And where are you going with and this? Rightly so. This is the the perception in the media. We get this idea of academic dishonesty. You hear about academics being bad, and then some people go, "Oh, the science is, is not moral and it's not ethical." And the only way you can find morality and ethics is through religion, and that's that's what the religious people opine. And I do they? They? they I feel like you've made a straw man there. No, I think I think they do. I think they. they, they many people say that religion is the only true way. Of of finding a, a, a moral system. The only only by following a, a, a religion of some sort can you know how to be good or bad. Huh. Being good or bad is not something that you learn yourself. That's what they say. Now, I just, I've always disagreed with this because I don't think I'm particularly a bad person, but I don't, have a, I don't follow a religion. Anyway. Yeah, but you don't keep slaves... You mix threads of different types. I do. I do, actually. I, I, I do. You don't subjugate women? No. I, I, These I, are all things that are very moral and ethical, <laughs> according to the Bible. Anyway, that's, that's Leviticus, and Leviticus is all about the craziness. But there's been a study done at the University of California, Santa Barbara, and actually looking at... Out- does science trigger moral behaviour or immoral behaviour? Their studies seem to show that scientific thinking leads to more moral behaviour, to a better behaviour. By thinking scientifically through it, through something, even by thinking about scientific words or things that register scientifically in your brain actually lead to more moral behaviour, hmm. which I think is really interesting. What... Ha, what but... But why? So they're not too sure why. They're just talking about the. There seems to be a correlation between what well, they did. It's a very simple one. They did things where they would get students to read about a, a date rape story, and then they would say, "Is this wrong? Is this right?" And they would ask people, if it "Was wrong or right?" And why they thought it was wrong or it was right. Like, if, if, "What was happened? Rape? Blah yeah. blah blah." Okay. And then so that was the control. They just got the average, and they got a, they got a general control. Then they did a first. Well, first thing before you did that, you had to do a word scramble. So you'd have to find all the words in a big scramble of scramble words. Yes, that's what a word scramble is. And if those words were scientific words, so such as hypothesis and logical, laboratory, theory, science, that sort of stuff. A vaginal. Maybe not. Uh, <laughs> then this would lead to people on average saying, oh, that story was more incorrect. They would find it, inc- or find it morally repugnant more often than not. They also did another study of a very similar thing. They asked people, they did a, the word scramble, and ask them about what altruistic thing they are going to do next month and more people would say they do more altruistic stuff after looking at the word science or the rest of those ah. and also they said they talk about dictator economics games so they might give you ten dollars and say you have to break up the money you can break up the money any way you like between you and two other people in the room it's up to you you can keep whatever you like people who saw the scientific words before were more likely to spread the money more equally than people who didn't so, so did they have non-scientific words? They had. Non, they just had random words. Yes, random words. Sorry, I should have said that. So hmm. now this is a very. I mean, you might. go, That's a very big. I think it's. I mean, it is a very big. It's interesting result, but then yeah, I mean, there's the obvious uh, link that you can make, which is if you think about science, then you're a better person than the religious. So like, it's very easy to jump on that. Band yeah, yeah. Thing. But, but I the, guess it doesn't say that. That's not what they're saying. No. That's not what they're saying. No. They're saying that they're seeing these words. Their theory is that seeing those words triggers you to think scientifically because if you understand the scientific method, you think scientifically and that step-by-step process leads to moral behavior Hmm. because moral behavior is actually doing the right thing because it's the logical step-by-step thing to do. And then that opens up a whole lot of selfish sort of stuff. I came up with a different process, which was if you're thinking about science stuff, Mm -hmm. if you're... If you've got science stuff in your brain, you're primed to be thinking about people who think a lot. And if you're thinking a lot, then maybe you're thinking a lot about other people. Oh, so it's empathy more so, so than moral. It, it, but it's, still it, empathy. It's still, maybe you're saying the same thing, really. No, no, I, no, no, because you're saying that they're getting, there for, they're getting to empathy from a logical point of view, yes. where I'm saying it's just because they're primed to think about things more. And if you think about stuff more... Like, your default state is possibly to be selfish. When you think about stuff and go, oh... Then you probably incorporate. External words were really complicated words. Like are you still thinking about I mean, the other words. Could be people, mother, father, uncle. Now they're not scientific words. But they don't register. No, don't register but, but scientific words. Yes, make you think about thinking. Yes, like your you, metacognition. Yeah, you're at some level you're going thinking. Thinking is good. Uh, thinking is yep. an important step. Thinking and maybe that primes you to do more thinking in other oh, maybe, ways. maybe that's what i came maybe up with well, that's okay. and i'm not a doctor and uh, and that's okay but that, i think that kind of leads to the same point which is that's okay science makes you think more and therefore you're less likely to do something stupid do you think religion makes you think more well they're saying no uh, <laughs> i uh. just basically want to reading man they're saying no they're saying we're no. just standing around not pointing at anything <laughs> they're saying no I've been training oh. a little bit Ooh. of fitness. Ooh. Oh, that's sort a of training. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Actually, do you want to see me? Do you want to see me run hundred meters? Sure. Do you want to see me do it again? Wow. Sasquatch, yeah. Bigfoot, what who is who? It's all done. going down at the zoo. Oh, zoo. Running really quick. So the Flash, you know the Flash. I do know the Flash. He can run like. Buckleys Wally West or Barry Allen uh, 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 they can both run really quick they both are both pretty fun and fast people yeah I, I think Barry Allen's faster than Wally West. yeah but originally I'm not sure anymore yeah that might have changed I don't keep up with all the comics. I'm sorry I just don't know. the big question yes. Can the Flash... Uh, can Superman beat the Flash? Of oh. course he can, if he can catch him. Now... The... <laughs> and then he can police get called, and it's domestic violence, and oh, it's talking. Can, can, can the Flash be, beat Superman? No, Superman will just murder him with his eyeball lasers. <laughs> 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 Remember, one punch can kill, Superman. Okay, so mm-hmm. the Flash... Yep. He sits on a swing. Okay. Okay. And you put the swing on the back of a train. Sure. And the train leaves... And it accelerates at one g. Sure. Okay. So it's not traveling so co- ten, at a constant level. Roughly ten meters a second a second. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Every ten meters, it's it accelerates another 10 meters. another ten meters. That's acceleration. So means, got it. after yep. it's, uh, after one second, it's gone ten meters. Yep. After two seconds, it's gone twenty. After uh, two seconds, uh, sorry, after two seconds, it's, it's gone, gone thirty. 30. Yeah. you. After three Ooh, seconds, I heard it's gone all the sixty. Go, <laughs> And so... Acceleration, yes. So constant acceleration of 1G. Right. The flash is sitting in the swing Mm -hmm. and... Just uh, having a grand old time, honestly. And the swing starts to pull back and pull back Mm -hmm. until it's sort of sitting on a 45-degree angle. Because you've got 1G pulling down and 1G pulling back, basically. Yeah. Sure, and the vectors all add up, so it's 45 degrees with you. Okay, got it. Okay, so he's sitting on the swing Yep. and it feels like he's just sitting straight down on the swing. Yep, he wouldn't know any different Wouldn't know? It would be a bit heavier? One point uh, four one Gs. Yes, yes, he would be. Yeah, yeah. He'd feel a bit of mass pulling back. Yeah. Yep. And it had looked to him from his personal frame of reference. If he was in like a like a, a truck car, you know, like a blocked in hobo carrier, I don't know what they call it. Yeah. Uh, he would not know. It would feel like up for him mm. was coming from. It looked like that the train now, uh, was now at forty five degrees. Today. Yes. Okay. So, and, and the interesting point though about that is you can't tell the difference in acceleration between moving faster and gravity as in massive particles like the Earth. All oh, right. So you can't tell the difference. So if he's in a closed box, he doesn't know if the planet Earth just became a lot heavier and, and the whole machine's tilted, or if his train just accelerated. Yeah. He can't tell. Now, we get rid of the train in the swing. Beyond the people screaming, ah, someone just stole the flash train. Come the back. flash train, ah. yes. And would go, oh, wait a minute, but you know. Uh, physics. So that, that's gone. Yep. Now the flash is just running. Okay. okay. He's, right, yeah. he's accelerating at 1G. Right. And so mm-hmm. the ground still looks like it's tilting. So well, he, yeah. he's leaning forward. Yes. But it feels like the ground is tilting up to well, meet to him. Well, to him. We talk about his point of view. Yeah. So what you're saying is his centre of mass has moved forwards. He'd have to lean forward not to fall on his face. Yes. Okay. And then, for example, if you're standing still, like we're standing still right now. Oh, are we? Are we, are are we ever? In our, in, our <laughs> in our frame of reference, right down, my legs are apart so that I can, my centre of gravity is between my, the parts touching the ground Therefore, I don't fall over. That's standing up, kids. It's fun. If the moment you try and walk forward then your centre of gravity moves forward, you fall out of your centre of gravity, uh, your, your point of uh, centre of mass, and then you have to catch yourself with a foot. But you've moved forwards. Like That's how walking is, basically. Yeah. Constantly falling over and catching yourself while you're yeah. down in your face. Now, the Flash, he's running at 1G, yep. so he's got to tilt at 45 degrees yeah, pretty in much. order to run. Yep. So he, his acceleration... Actually, accelerates. So, you want to be. Now he's going faster than so 1G. So, now he's going faster than 1G. Yep. He's gone up to 2Gs. Right. So, he's now he's 60 degrees. He's got to be leaning forward at 60 he's degrees. He's leaning forward at <laughs> 60 degrees. Right. You never see that in the comic. You don't see it. <laughs> he accelerates to 4Gs. Yep. He's leaning forward at 75 degrees. Wow. Okay. So, he's got. That's really crazy. It means he could reach out and touch like, the ground. His shoes must have grip like a fucking mountain gorilla. <laughs> I've seen in them in the comics. They're like, basically like they're just up and down, kind of like mountain ranges. It's kind of, they have to be. So in yeah, the end, yeah. he's going to run out. He wouldn't be able to push backwards. He, every time he pushed back, he'd be getting no friction. He would not be able to push back anymore. Yeah, he'd enough. need to wear suckers on his shoes yeah, or something. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Or just like super gravity shoes or something to keep him stuck to the earth. Yeah. Okay. So, mm. so part of his powers must be friction as well. Adding friction to his feet. Yeah. So he can grip on there. He increases the coefficient of friction wherever he goes. Yeah, I what mean, and muscle. those leg muscles must be cr- crazy. Yeah. He's technically, it's not his leg muscles, it's the speed force. Don't oh, me. all right. Yeah, he doesn't actually run far. He's, it's, he's connected to something called the Speed Force. Oh, okay. Yeah? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, yeah the magic, not, in, the magic, not in our cryptos, no, he's no, not. No. so he's not. So, basically, he's running like... A, well, And so much energy. So, you're saying he's leaning forwards. The faster he goes, the more he has to lean forwards. In the end, he's a pretty skinny guy. He's like a liar superhero. Yeah. He's not like a barrel-chested hero. But in the end, his... Shins. You think about it, his thighs, as he lifted his leg up to run, that would be a larger distance than the angle he was leaning forward. Yeah, he keep knocking his knees, knees on the earth. On the earth as he ran along. In the end, there would be a total acceleration. Oh, I wonder what it is. That'd be awesome to work out. So it's, how far could the flash go forwards? Well, you could work it out. You could work out the yeah. length. Length of the flash. Let's say the flash is your height. So, so let's look at you, Dan. How tall are you? 1.8 metres. 1.8 metres. Okay, so we'll declare you the flash, 1.8 metres. How big is your to me, knee to the ground? my knee my knee to the ground, yeah. or my knee to my hip um, you to swing you need to swing because my knee's going to kick up from my hip and run into the ground, oh yeah, okay, so yes, yeah, so so from so your thigh, sorry, so from your hip to your knee, yes what 's that distance? thirty centimeters thirty centimeters it 's creepy that you know that with such a clarity, but anyway, uh, <laughs> <generally>. <laughs> I like to measure myself, <laughs> so we can, we just sat down and worked it out that. The f- if you do the maths, and remember, if you, it's so katoa, um, you know, sine opposite over hypotenuse, you know, cos adjacent over hypotenuse, tan opposite over adjacent. It's actually tan. You can work out the inverse tan of it, and you can work out the degrees that the flash can actually lean forwards mm-hmm. without crashing his knee into the ground. If he was Dan, would be he'd be leaning forward with only nine point five degrees between his nose and the ground. He's leaning forward so much that there's a... We've th- done this wrong. Why? Because you've measured to his head, but it's only up to his hip. Because that's where the pivot point of his le- of his leg is. Ah, crap. Ha <laughs> ha. Ah, good point. Okay, so he needs to be... So you're yeah, right. So if we worked it out from 1.8. That's not right, because the pivot point is his, is his thigh. Yeah. So it's actually 0. 0.9, roughly. So if you say 0. 0.9 and his leg is 0. 0.3, you can work out using tan that it was 18.44 degrees. He can be leaning forwards. His nose would be 18.44 degrees off the ground. If he's running forwards to stay upright, if would be leaning forward at 18.44 degrees. Yep. But now that's as far as he can go on flat ground without striking his knee on the ground yep. anymore. So that's it. Yep. So, well, he, he could lean further forward if he sort of splayed his knees outwards <laughs> and was scrambling like a crab. But, I assume, but they don't put that in the yeah, comments. Speed crab. I assume it was slowing down as It wouldn't be the most efficient running stroke. No. You're talking about the most efficient running stroke for the Flash. At this point. Okay. Well so, he's not trying to save energy. He's trying to go as well, fast, fast as he again, can. But let, yeah. Let's keep it to him hitting his <laughs> knees on yeah, the thing. It's, it's very difficult. So it's, it's really, it was pretty difficult. So, okay, so now, now we know how what the degree is he's running at. Yeah. And we know how what the force is that's pulling him down, which is gravity of the planet. Yep. 1G. Therefore, using tan again, we can work out. The, the G vector that, that, he's, that he's rocketing forwards at, how yep. fast he's accelerating. So you plug all those numbers in. What do we get? What was it? 3G. S- three, three that's That's what it is, 3G. Right. So the fastest he can get to is just under 3G. He can accelerate at 3G. That's pretty fast. Because you do not want to hit your knee on the ground no, at that would, speed. That would You would get the biggest funny bone pain. Is that oh. in your knee or nice no, in your elbow? It's in your it? elbow, but still, you shatter a patella. <laughs> so the flash cannot go faster on so planet he's, he's, Earth. He's limited. His acceleration mm. is limited. Mm. Yes. Now, I mean, he can accelerate. He can get far. He can, he continue, can continue to accelerate, accelerate for G For as long as he'd like. Well, not oh. really. Really? Why not? Number How one, dare you, you, sir? Number one, you've got the problem of air friction. Oh yes, he would burst into flame at some point. He burst into flames at some point. In the old is it '90s TV show, '80s TV show, he had a he had a, he, he wore a diving suit that was like an oh, underground yeah. to stop the friction. You're like, wh- why why would that do anything? But anyways, it's diving suits. They stop friction because mm-hmm. there's okay. a lot of friction under water. There is uh, an <laughs> enormous amount of friction. Well, that's water. true, but you don't it's very mean, hard to move through water. It's true. It's true. Uh, mm, anyway, yeah. should have gone. Yeah, on my treacle diving suit. Yeah, that'll be that'll be that's worthwhile. What he needs. Okay, so, we, so we, he, can, he can accelerate, so that's, in the end he burst into flame. Yep. But mm. the other problem is that the earth would start to drop away from him once he got up to a certain... Yeah, a certain velocity. Velocity. Yes, he would. Like he'd be going, he'd, every step he took, he would actually go further than the curve of the earth. So he would technically be l- r- pushing himself further than the actual Earth is. Yeah. And as long as each it, tried... It'd give a bit more clear way for his knee. Well, that's, maybe he can accelerate then. As the faster you got the farther you actually very right. It's about 16 kilometres to the horizon on, planet, on, on at sea level. Yep. There. It's about 16 k... No, yeah, 16 k's. So as long as every time he slammed his foot down, he was moving 16 kilometres each step, yep. then he would technically... Fall off the planet, ah! But he'd fall back onto it and take another step as he slowed down. Yeah. Yes, technically, there's a word for that though. Orbit, orbit. He would orbit at that at that speed. He'd be orbiting at that point, and in the and then as long as his, the friction didn't slow him down, which in the end the air friction would slow him down again he would come back to Earth if he didn't burst into flame. Yeah. But if he didn't, if he was high enough up, he would just go into orbit and ro- go around the planet so forever. So if, if he ran really quick, yeah. he could just sort of shoot off into space. He could go into but a he'd have a parab- to ex- curve. But yes. he'd probably have to accelerate faster than he can in order to do that. Because... Yes, well, it, it, what we're saying is... What's escape the... velocity uh, going... Uh, it's like 25 metres a second, I think. Oh, well, the flash can do that. Yeah. It's... it's, Oh, hang on. Is it 25? Whoa. But is it... I want to look look that up. Okay. That's that's something I should probably look up. Hang on. It's something you should probably know, Mr. Space. No, no, no. It's something you can look up. That's what physicists do. We don't know anything. We just look things up. (laughs) There you go. It's about 34 times the speed of sound. I was way out. It's uh, 11.2 kilometres per second. Okay. 11.2 kilometres per second.
1: So he that's less def- than
0: the horizon. Yes. If he- if you watched if if if, the, if a spaceship got up to full pelt, yes, and flew over your head, you could count to one. You'd still see it. As After a, two, it's, it, gone. it's gone. It's a dot. Yeah, that's right. It's not, not, a, not a dot. Not, it's gone. It's gone. Sorry. It's a curve of the After earth. a second, it's a dot. Yes. After that, it's gone. It's a curve of the earth. Exactly right. So the Flash, technically, then, even at our speeds, the Flash could get to escape velocity before, Yeah, no. well, he would, he'd be jumping off the curve of the earth. But we think that friction would slow him down if he didn't burst the yeah. flame. Friction would slow him down and he would bounce back to earth. So Technically, he'd get quite fast because each jump would be bigger and bigger. He'd be basically jump running as, he, as the ground yeah. fell away from him. Now, this is not taking into account buildings or changing direction. Or the ocean. Or the ocean, but he can run on top of water for some reason. And he's slamming his foot down. So that's, that's oh, a whole different okay. kettle of fish. Let's not go there. There's, but it's interesting, isn't it? How fast he'd have to go. If he tried to change direction... He'd pop a kidney. He would, he, would, he would just explode. The forces on his body would be unbelievable. Because remember, velocity is, is a vector. So it's a direction and it's a magnitude. So the moment he changed, let's say he changed 90 degrees, he would have a, <laughs> he'd have a force coming from the side now that would be his mass times his acceleration. And so his, oh, it would just be ugly. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> he would just go, and you'd find the flash. He'd be right less out. of a flash and more of a splash. <laughs> Walk of Shame. Ah, this is what makes us a science podcast. Finally, not all the stuff that we say—that's just reporting. This is the science now, yeah, because we is, make up... do exactly. Well, no, I did a scientific experiment before. I mean, it failed. In we did. The actually, ass. this has been a good one. And we, we did with you the silver, the silver uh, sulfides, sulfides, and the math, and the math. that we actually. Yeah. Aha! Yeah. critics in my head. Yeah, <laughs> take that. Welcome Smart Enough and No Better, a podcast of <laughs> science, comedy, comedy, and ignorance. ignorance. Speaking of which, it's time for the walk of shame. I enjoy these bit, unless it's me, then I'm sorry. Excellent. Uh, Now, you said something in the last podcast. I say many things. You said that Aquaman couldn't control SpongeBob SquarePants. Well, no. Why not? Oh, I'm an idiot. Sponges are actually animals, aren't they? Uh, Well, the thing is, Aquaman. uh, I did. I looked it up on all the. as much as I could. (laughs) aquaman can communicate or control all sea life including spongebob square pants oh there you go also uh, i guess kelp yes he could that yeah. sea life sure he can communicate with kelp <laughs> it's not sea animals it's sea life it's all sea life oh there you go that's something interesting so he can talk to okay okay coral spawn what if a cow goes swimming Because that's, that's a, all that's all a dolphin is really it's like a hippo that went swimming yeah 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 what about a hippo well, when he gets swimming, maybe. Well, when he gets out, then he can't control it anymore. Yeah. Let's not look. Look, we spent way too much time talking about Aquaman and then the Flash. Let's not spend the walk of shame talking about it. I accept that I was probably wrong about Aquaman. Okay, <laughs> but he can't communicate with SpongeBob SquarePants' form. Oh no no! Because he, he lives in the, the brain. brain and and he kills you. That's really nasty. And every time I see SpongeBob SquarePants, I go, oh, <laughs> he might be in my head. In the, oh. Imagine SpongeBob SquarePants' brain. Like, that explains a lot, it doesn't does it? actually, yeah. Maybe maybe um, Patrick is his carer. Ha ha ha
1: ha!
0: That's really sad. That show's really sad now. <laughs> it's about this really terribly uh, mentally disadvantaged fellow with a, with a the, disease. The last few weeks oh, of, of his mad his existence. Life. And he thinks he's under the ocean. And he thinks that he's got a starfish. Oh! Oh this, a, oh this is a terrible fight club ending to Sp- <laughs> oh, oh we have to make that movie anyway that's it a, that's a- coming soon to Theatre in the U so better yep. Spongebob nothing else Surely I can't be anything else. Oh, there's heaps of other stuff. i got, I got one for you. Huh? Yeah. huh? I got, you said, this wasn't for me, this was sent in for my listener, you said that uh, Jaws happened in Amityville. Amityville. Well, not in Amityville because that's where well, the town is. Well, yeah. On the edge On the of edge Amityville. Of, well, no. Unfortunately, Amityville was the Amityville horror happened, which was a fake thing that got turned into a movie. So it was actually Amity Island. Sorry, not Amityville. So Amityville doesn't, isn't it's the town like, on Amity no, Island? no. no it's no. all Amity Island? Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. I know, I know. Ah, I, it's crazy. All my research <laughs> for, for that comment comes from a mad magazine circa 1975. That's where I got that check from. Check your resources, Check kid. your resources. Check, check cracked? Check cracked. Yes, cracked, not mad. Yeah, <laughs> as well. Like, you verify it. Yes. Very important. Ah, dear. Next. In the last episode, you said that an MRI is actually an NMRi, yes. and that it shoots antimatter into the patient. Positrons, yes. Incorrect. The N in NMRi indeed stands for nuclear. Yes. Because uh, the device places magnetic energy into the nucleus of atoms, and then <gasps> reads the energy as it is re-emitted. There is no fission or fusion or I antimatter getting, involved. I was getting mixed up. T- with um, a PET scanner. PET scanner. Thank you. Positron emission tomography. tomography. Yes. Tomography. Thank you. Yes. Not so, topography. So, sorry. Okay, tomography. tomography. Uh, doing another walk of shame. You're absolutely right. Sorry. Yes. Uh, I didn't figure that one out. Uh, that came from Jeremy in Kansas. Thank you for that. I appreciate that one. You're absolutely right on that one. As soon as Dan said it, oh, Jeremy. In of of I know a Jeremy in Kansas. It must be the same guy. It might. I don't think he listens to the podcast. He better. He better now. Anyway, he's the, a very good writer. Good. Could. Could, maybe he could write this podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Jerry in Kansas. We appreciate it. I, I, I do make make errors. There you go. In the last episode, mm-hmm. or possibly the one before that, shame, <laughs> you stated <laughs> that in order to see element 115, yes. despite the fact that it exists for a billionth of a second, yep. you'd have to accelerate... Yes, two oh. ninety nine point nine 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 <laughs> nine 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 percent. <laughs> right, yes, by very accurate yelling of nines. That's twenty one nines did someone, after the decimal point. Nines. Now, hang on, before we go on, did someone in the audience actually count down the number of nines at the time? You said, count them all up and tell me if I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Let me introduce you to a forum member called barnism thirty <laughs> one He points out mm-hmm. that you would actually have to be travelling mm-hmm. at ninety mm-hmm. nine point mm-hmm. nine 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 percent the speed of light that 's what 23 I said three nines oh. Not twenty one nines. I was out by a factor of 100? You were out by two orders of magnitude. Two orders of magnitude, yeah. Well, so take a walk. <laughs> fair enough. That's fair enough. I was out by two orders of magnitude on that size. No, no, fair enough. I stand corrected. So what we're saying there is if it was... 20, so 99.999 with 23 nines... That would mean, relativistically, you would get a time dilation. You would see the outside world slow down. So a billionth of a second would last about one second. That's what we're saying? Yes. Wow. So so that at that speed, that many nines, that means you've pretty much slowed down your time clock by a billion. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There you go. That's a pretty good guess on my the, part. The <laughs> only problem is yes. that they'd need to make an awful lot of it all at the same time mm. because you'd have to see it in the distance... And then watch it rush by. (laughs) This is true. At 99.99999999999999999999999999% the speed of light. Look, I wanted to take the walk of shame for that one, no problem, but I'm actually pretty impressed that that I managed to hit within two orders of magnitude. That's not bad. That's luck. (laughs) Is it now? Of course it is. Oh, I see. No, fine. Okay, you claim that. That's fine. You prove that. I don't mind. Alright, um, and so the only really other one is the unobtainium. Oh yes, unobtainium. We yeah. asked, so we said element 115, yep. which has the name of uh, un-unpentium, well, a classification of un-unpentium at yep. that point. We asked the listeners to create a name for it, mm. but you can't use names like unobtainium because you, Dan, said that unobtainium I said, already exists. And I went, I don't think it does. And I said, yes, it definitely does. And I there said, it definitely didn't. There is a, it definitely exists. Guess what? What? It definitely exists. Does it? As a concept. Uh-huh. Aha! <laughs> um, <laughs> so and, the fairies and dragons! And has done <laughs> for a long time, uh, long before Avatar, uh, oh, uh, okay. engineers mm-hmm. would, would refer to unobtainium as a perfect material for a particular chore. They go, oh, imagine if we could have a material that did this. Sure doesn't exist, mm-hmm. but it would be oh, good if it did. For example, That's like a space elevator, you need to have yes. strong tensile materials to anchor it into yes. space. And they would refer that to as unobtainium. Right, we don't have it yet. No. So it's a, it's a material, not an element. It, yeah, and it, It's a different thing, Well, right? it's, a, it's more of a concept. Yeah, okay, right. It's a thought concept. Sure, it's, sure. Uh, people also use it as a material that does exist, mm. but in such small and rare quantities ah. that it would be impractical to use it, but yeah. it would be better to use it in this particular like situation. Like francium. Like when we talk about francium in the podcast, was there like three point something grams of francium on the whole planet? Yeah. so damn reactive. Or maybe if unobtainium Mm. was really, really, had really strong tensile strengths, but it explodes in a one million billion trillionth of a second. Right. If it didn't, it'd have great tensile strength. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's a bit of a problem there. sure. Also goes by the name of buzzwordium, (laughs) impossibrium, (laughs) Hard to find him. And my favourite, eludium. Oh, eludium. Isn't eludium oh, great? I like eludium. So not really part of the walk of shame. Did we actually have anyone write in about names that, that they'd want to call us? We had one person. Oh, right, yep. Barnism 31 again. Well, I, his, oh, really? His comment on the forum was very long. <laughs> and there are a lot of things he mentioned, which I haven't mentioned here. Cool. Go and read it on the forum, guys. But he said that element 114 mm-hmm. became a right? after the physicist Georgi Flerov an element one one six was called Livermorium after the Californian laboratory where it was discovered. Right. Yeah. He said maybe a mashup between Florovium and Livermorium, but quite frankly, I wouldn't want an element called Flimorium. <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the one vote. Yes. So far is John Hanium. John Birmingham. Yeah. So he basically he's just ass kissing John Birmingham. Yes, I see author extraordinaire yeah, well, who we've yes. had on the podcast. Yes, right. <laughs> uh, I, I said possibly in the uh, the desperate attempt to appear as a character in one of John's books. Oh, I see. The man who invents yeah. an explosive that, that can kill things. So. Yeah. I don't know. John likes exploding goodness. Yeah. So that's fine. Although, quite frankly, that's all I want in life, too, <laughs> is to appear as a character in one of his books. So. Are you feeling that one day you and I will appear there as two idiots who just get killed? non ceremoniously in the background. I'd, li- I'd like if he gave our characters... More scientific credentials than we actually oh, have. That'd be awesome. Oh, yeah. that'd be, and then they get unceremoniously killed and Dr. Warr head. and Dr. Beeston shot in the back of the head. Posthumously awarded <laughs> for for walking into the wave, waving their bums in the air. <laughs> it didn't work. They didn't do very well at all. But that was the walk of shame, I do believe. Yes. If you hear any mistakes in this current episode. Please jot them down and send them along to us. If you hear that I, Dan, have made a mistake, please send it to Greg at smartenough.org. If you hear me make a mistake, then you must send it to Dan at dan at smartenough.org. That way we can surprise each other on the podcast. Uh, That's very sad. And now it is time for the scientific song from the podcast, where Dan and I look for a song that inspired us scientifically or something scientific about the song, and we share it with you, gentle listener. Yeah. We've had a lot of rap recently. A lot of rap? A lot of bad then, rap. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, you've been giving me a bad rap every week. <laughs> But today I thought I would go back to someone I really love. I'm not really into music. I've said this before. I'm not, I'm not a music person. But so the certain... we put you in charge of I this thing. that's what makes it funny. Uh, <laughs> but there are certain musicians that I, I do love. Certain people, for some reason, I've connected. A lot of the time I like songs, not musicians. Yep. There are certain musicians. A queen is one of them. Freddie Mercury. I love Freddie Mercury's voice. Yep. And, and he's dead. And so I don't have to worry about it anymore. That's a long time ago. This guy is not dead. He's still producing music. I do think you should listen to this song?
1: Can't remember anything at all. Flame trees line the streets. Can't remember anything at all. But I'm driving my car down to Geneva. Sitting in my basement patio Have you ever heard about the Higgs Boson Blues? I'm going down to Geneva, baby Gonna teach it to you It's hot. It's hot. That's why they call it the hot spot. I take a room with a view. Hear a man preaching in a language that's. Spiritual groove, everybody. with the zoo and moves on to Amazonia cries with the dolphins Mama ate the pigmy the pigmy ate the monkey the monkey has a gift that. Me say Miley Cyrus floats in a swimming pool in Luca Lake and you're the best girl I ever had
0: It's gotten to the point where I feel you're actively punishing our listeners for getting to the end of the podcast. <laughs> That's an awesome song, though. Come on, it's it has nothing to do with science at all. It had the words "Higgs, Higgs boson, boson blues" and it all Geneva. And Geneva. I found Geneva in there. I've been trying to work out if he was actually trying to write anything about Higgs boson blues, and I'm and I I'm not, I, I'm I'm confused, but I'm hoping exactly. That- <laughs> But I'm hoping that the audience will pick up something in there. That what he's trying to get. At. That's the whole good thing about Nick Cave. It's an interpretation. He had H- Hannah Montana and yeah. Miley Cyrus drown in the lake. That's a bit sad. And uh, I, I, I realized just as I was listening to that, I was yeah. like, "Wait, Hannah Montana? I confused Miley Cyrus with Hannah Montana." I looked her up. Hannah Montana, fictional, played by Miley Cyrus. Yes, yes, yeah, okay, right. yeah. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Billy Ray Cyrus's daughter. Yeah, Yep. Yeah. that's right. And doing all the twerking stuff. And we don't care about that. Uh, no. That's uh, pop culture. That's pop culture. We're, We're grumpy, grumpy cranky old men now. That's right. We don't do anything about that. No, I really like that song. And yes, I just put it on there because I wanted to play a Nick Cave song. And I looked for the tenuous link I could find. I see. And there it was. The name of it and Geneva. But if you, but if you can look at the lyrics and tell us how it's more connected to science, we'd love to know. Ah, Cause so, because be ch- it's, a, cause it's an interpretive thing. Yes, it is interpretive. I'm interpreting things. it all over the shop. <laughs> You have been listening to Dan at smartenough.org. And the other voice is Greg at smartenough.org. If you would like to follow us on Twitter, we're S-E-2-K-B. Also on Facebook at slash S-E-2-K-B. If you'd like to chat to people in the forum, you go to smartenough.org, which is our website. It's pretty good, actually, yeah. And you can get back episodes, which people are doing. We're getting quite a few people who are fighting their way through the back episode. Not fighting, enjoying their way through the back mm, episode. Sliding effortlessly yes. through the episodes. It's supposedly it's good for long drives. Yeah. And, and not just one person. We've had like three or four actually tell us. Yes, that. it is yes, it is better than 100% boredom. There um, you that's, go. That's pretty good. <laughs> one of our listeners actually said, keep up the mediocre work. So that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> That's a step can, up from we where we were. Yeah. We can do that. keep up the mediocre work. Keep up the mediocre work. Wow, fans are really damning us with faint praise now. It's Maybe they should be damning us with even better praise by I going on to iTunes. That's true. And rating us a big five stars on there. That'd be fun. And writing a tiny little review. Just a tiny little review. You're sick of me saying this. I know we listen. Right now you're like, oh, there goes Greg, and he's talking about writing a little review. You know what will stop me? You know what will stop me? I'll make, a, I'll make a pledge that at the moment we've got 20... Oh, hang on, let me just look it up. If our podcast hits the front page of iTunes, we will stop hassling you about iTunes Forever. and find well, another venue to right. promote ourselves. If I can get 50, 50 reviews on iTunes and with lots of fives, I will stop badgering you for the rest of the year. You will hear no more badgering until 2014. That's how I roll. Other podcasts, they are some money. I listened to a podcast recently, one I really enjoy. Was not going to mention, not a science-based one. Yeah. And they st- suddenly out of nowhere they went, oh, if you like this podcast, then hey, rate us on iTunes. I went, hey, I do that. I can't fault them for that. I, maybe I will go rate them. It's a good. And, went, and maybe click on the donation button. I went, oh, ha, ha! donation button? Huh? Well, we're not doing that. Though. That's a great idea, oh, Dan. Dan, that's a fantastic idea. I've <laughs> uh, given the code or something to think about now. But at the moment, it's totally free. We get no money of this. We've never got any money. Uh, well, there's shirts, but that's yeah. Good. No, it's Still in the red. We're still in the Ah uh, and the stores are up yet. So don't worry about that. But oh, yeah. you should basically give us a big rating. Fifty on what man? Well, I've been promising 50. that store. You have since I got those initial crypto zoo t-shirts printed up. Do you remember when that was for the zombie first zombie hunt? Yes, day, there you September. Go, yeah. Yes, September. Oh, there you go. So a year ago. Yeah, a year, year ago. ago. One year ago. Hmm. We're getting slack. You know, we're getting slack. you know what We be- started off not slack at all. And then continued to fail to have a store which made us slacker. (laughs) So make us feel bad about ourselves by giving us a good review on iTunes and we'll go, oh, we need to do more cool stuff. like make a store and do cool things for our audience and our beautiful listeners. That's you. That's you, beautiful listener. That's you. That's you. My mouth right up next to your ear. That's that's, that's and I'm on the other ear. I'm licking at it. The are they hearing microphone. in both ears? No, it's mono. It's mono. Oh. It's like our it's like our mouths. We've got two mouths each, and they're blended both, together in both ears. Science <sighs>
1: company so ignorance.
0: But what sort of tea, Dan? That's the question. Forget the teapot. What's in the teapot? Is it? Uh, what's in the teapot? Oh, in space? What did you What did you press then? Oh Dad? no, it, it kept was, making whooshing sounds. Sorry, that so that was I'd... a really hard Dan, Dan. just like I, I went. So what? Is, what is in the teapot in space? He got this look in his face. He turned over and pressed a button on his computer, and now I'm like, did he just pour tea in space? <laughs> is that what <laughs> Dan just did? <laughs> Dan just poured tea in space. No, no. Okay. Sorry. Go on. Yeah, that's a That's a long brew. Um. <laughs> Own is making noise and children next door too i, th- I thought they were under the house room. i wasn't going to mention that to- <laughs> there's not really enough crawl space under there although i guess little kids yeah, could, little actually, kids. i wonder if i paid them 10 bucks whether they can clear out some of those anyway <laughs> that's really loud they're just gonna keep doing that i oh, there's nothing i can do <laughs> well no that's not true there are some things i can do <laughs> <laughs> there's always a way we had a party in the office and I didn't want to waste the helium, so here we go. Gregoire and Dan Beeston are smart enough to know better. I mean, I've had my MRI. I had that last year, so I don't need another MRI for a while. I'll be fine. So in that case, screw you guys. Smart, smart enough to know better. I can't. Is my voice coming back? Am I just, am I just putting this on? Oh it's, got, oh, it's coming back. It's coming. It's slowly coming back.